Good morning, Fabcasters. This is Arbar with the Drive Time Podcast. Feeling real good about myself. Real good. Because <laughs> I just, you know, I'm leaving, I'm leaving the auto shop. So there's this place where I live where you can rent a bay, a hydraulic lift, all the tools for three bucks an hour. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm walking into this thing kind of reluctant, like, I said, no more going to Jiffy Lube, no more going to get my car worked on. I'm going to do this myself. I, w- I was trained in this in high school. I took an auto tech course with, um, oh gosh, what was that guy's name? This is like 20 years ago, man. Um, Mr. McAllister, not Mr. McAllister, that's Home Alone. Anyways, I, I took, um, it's going to come to me or my brother's going to tell me. I took auto tech a long time ago. I should know how to change my oil. This is part of being a man. This learning how to use tools, and from my perspective. But I, I, I use this thing. I said no more. I walk into this bay, and it's it's a real auto shop, right? MWR Auto Shop. Um, and then I walk in there. I'm so intimidated. I mean, half of these young guys in here. These young military guys, they're all greasy, half of them are working in cowboy boots and just getting under there and, and moving with a sense of purpose. I mean, these guys know what they're doing. And I'm over there at the at the oil change bay, the most simple one over there, and I'm like, dude, it's been a long time. But I did it. And I got the oil filter, I got the oil, uh, drained it, used the hydraulic lift, had to get help for the safety jack on it, on the you know, locking it into place. But man, it felt it felt good. Um, at the same time, I'm thinking, it, there's no shame in asking somebody else for help. Like, I, I thought to myself, okay, so the hydraulic lift is up. Is there a safety latch here somewhere? Gosh, should I ask the guy next to me? He's like, he's on a mission right now. And then I knew in the, in the back of my mind, if I if pride gets the better of me on this, I could die. Like I could, in my pride, not ask for help on how to how to flip the the safety latch, and then I'm under this thing, and then this this car, my Jetta falls on my head and kills me. So I was like, no, forget that. I'm I'm going to. I went to the front desk and I said, hey, I don't know how to use a safety latch. Can you show me how to flip it? So the guy walks over. He's like, right here. Bam, flips it. No worries. Um, inexperienced people hardly ever go in there, so it was, I, they had to adjust to me. I just felt really good. And at the same time, um, it reminds me of the relationship I have with, with my friends. So I didn't know why God brought me here at first, but that, then afterwards it became really clear why God brought me here uh, to the East Coast, to this place where we're currently at. And it was to meet Andy, Chad and Nicholas and each guy brings their own set of gifts I, I wrote a whole letter to them about how I'm thankful for their friendship but I mean Andy's a man of, of meticulous um, handling of the scriptures I mean the guy is the guy is he's got a heart for justice and which is why he's going to go study in that area and he's he handles the scripture well and my friend Chad is just so fearless and relentless in his his owning of his own sin. He role models um, confession and repentance. And he's taught me in the short time we've been together to invite the Lord into every situation. 
I mean, and, and I'll go, man, I, thanks, Chad. I forgot about that. <laughs> He'll start every every situation where where fear or or fright or something comes in to to our minds. I'll say, wait, Lord, we invite you here into the situation. I mean, he does it for dinner and breakfast and lunch. Like, Lord, we invite you. So everything is an act of worship for him. And then Nicholas, a man with spiritual direction and discernment. It's just amazing. So I'm, sur- I'm surrounded with, with a guy who's, who's, who reads and who handles scripture accurately. I'm, and then another guy in my life, he's a prayer warrior. And another guy knows how to be in touch with the spirit of God and give spiritual direction. Those are the three angles that Eugene Peterson talks about in, in his book, Shaping, Shaping the Angles. And then as I send this little love letter to, to my three amigos here, Andy replies back and says, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 17, he says, if the whole body, well, that's Paul saying, but he quotes this Bible verse, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Verse 18, but in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So there's no shame, just like me in the auto shop, there's no shame in asking a person who has given their life over to, over to working on cars. There's no shame in asking them for help. And I just love how that how that's interjected itself into the church, into the small communities where it's like, hey man, I don't, I'm not really an Old Testament guy. Oh, but, but he is, but Brett is, but Leah is, that's where their heart is at. Or, or, you know, I'm not really a a philosophy guy. So I'm going to consult the people whose God has given them a heart for, for whatever topic it is and, and bring them into the conversation. And then collectively, just to see how powerful and how, how gut-wrenching it can be when when surrounded by ferocious warriors who are relentless in their pursuit of God and fearless in their confrontation of sin with one another. So um, I just love how how God put this group together and I, I love how there's no more shame at all in saying I need some help and Lord I'm gonna trust you by trusting the people around me that you've put in my life. I'm not gonna trust no fool Right? A person who's not rooted in truth, who's not honest with himself, who's, who's not loving. But what I love about my three guys that, are, that God has put in my life for this season, for this place, is that all three are fully known by their wives. And that to me is a role model. I mean, I want to be like these guys. And none of us sees each other as higher than one another or, or closer to God than another. It's just we, we come with our brokenness and we encourage each other in the midst of that. When I shared the last time, I said, I, guys, my heart is filled with anger right now. And, and I got judgment and, I, and Nicholas texts me back, you are so human, exclamation mark. I think I shared that before. You are so human, thanks, brother. All right, let's go. Let's do this, let's pray. And so that, that's, that, that was a struggle of my, in my heart and in my mind all last week is I battled alone. Did not bring any of those guys that God put in my life into the fight. And I was angry all week, irritated all week, on edge all week. And my kids felt it. My middle child felt it. 
she was lashing out and she even said a bad word last week. She cursed. Where does that come from? Maybe it's because I've filled the house with fear. Fear of confronting someone or a fear of, fear of a conversation needed to happen with me and somebody else, but I didn't do it. Why? Because fear. And then on top of that, I didn't reel the guys in. That should have been encouraging me. And I didn't reel my wife in. And God's given me her as a partner. So we mitigated all that this morning. And I got on my knees at 530 in the morning. I got on my knees and, and I prayed. And then and a few minutes later, my wife walks into the room and I said, can you, would you join me? And for 30 minutes, we are praying together on our knees and I'm confessing my sins. And, and then we, we go into conversation. That was part of the 30 minutes. But uh, I said, Lord, I, I confess I have been fearful and I have been deceived. And I just thank you for your forgiveness because that's not who I am. That old man, that old man is dead. He's got nothing. He's got no power in my life. And so I confess those things and now I give it to you and I pray with my wife. And, and Lord, I, I, I did not allow you to love me through my wife. And, and so it was, and then I asked my wife to, to pray for me. And then so I got on on my face and then she's got her hands on my back and she's praying for me and she's, and she prayed this, which blew my mind. She prayed, Lord, we can't get back that time that we lost this whole week of, of my husband being angry. And, but in, in your world, you can redeem the time <laughs> with your power. You can redeem the time. And so we confess those things, but we're so thankful that we can get that time back. We can, we can make that ground back. God can win that ground back. And we don't count it as a loss and something we can't recover from, but rather we're just thankful that you can do it. And so I was just super encouraged by that and want to encourage you as Fabcast listeners, as people who, who use this podcast as a supplement to your, to your spiritual walk, as a supplement to, to you doing life in your community, in your church, I just encourage you. If you're not surrounded with a group of warriors of the same sex, of the same situation in life, or, or maybe not, you got to get there. And God has not left you alone. He, he wants you there. And it's just a matter of keeping your eyes open and saying, who's consistent in my life? Okay, maybe they're the guys. Maybe they're the gals. And I, the reason why I say same sex for this tight-knit group is because we're going to be talking about things that are common to men. And not so much the venue for women to hear, but uh, also we're not afraid to let other people of opposite sex know what we're struggling with because we want to make that common. But, but man, I picked three. Jesus had James, Peter, John as his inner three from the bigger 12, but he had the 12 and he had the, the larger, larger groups. But as far as trust, he had an inner three and I... And I want to, I want to follow that. Am I wrong? Am I right? I don't, I don't know. I'm following Jesus. He had three in the inner circle that he trusted, and, and and the Bible tells us he didn't trust everybody. He did not trust everybody. It says many believed in him, but he did not trust himself to them. Still, don't know what that fully means, but I'm I'm going to take a stab at it. He didn't trust a lot of people because he knew their hearts, too. So. There's three guys at least where I know fully where they're at because they've fully told me. They're fully known and they're fully fearless and I just, I, I wanna follow that. And I wanna, 
I'm going to fall into these guys' arms. When I have fallen, I'm going to do battle. I'm going to do life with them. And that, to me, that's, that is gospel-centered community at its best. At its best in that venue. All right, Fabcasters, I, I, can, I can preach to the choir in that all day long. So I'm going to let you go as I'm stepping onto the freeway. Not literally, but, you know, I'm driving to work. All right, peace out.